Gentlemen, we have a winner. <laughs> what, Laney Boggs? Nah, no, 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 no. Hey, a bet's a bet, bro, right, Preston? Hey, man, this is between you guys. <laughs> oh, look. Fat I can handle. Weird boobs, bad personality, maybe some sort of fungus. Oh, Come on, scary and inaccessible is <laughs> another story. Hey, man, if I were you, I wouldn't be wasting my time. Because by my calculations, you got six weeks until the prom, and if, if Laney Box is going to be queen, I'd say you pretty much got your work cut out for you. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And I am Peter, and joining me for this anniversary review of She's All That... And I'm saying this about my guest, actually. It's Allegro oh. from History of Color. <laughs> I'm not Allegro. No, you're not. <laughs> Hopefully you're not. No. Hello. <laughs> so welcome back. You were recently on the Butterfly Effect episode. Butterfly Effect? Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, but yes, Mariano, your your half and my half uh, yeah, uh, co-host right. here. So we'll, we'll, exactly, welcome back, yeah. Mariano. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that, uh, like I mentioned before, now that the beef between you two guys is over, you know, right. uh, it seems like Allegra's going to be all up in this podcast. <laughs> is I, it over? I think. You, I, I, well, I, think, I don't know. We might have to have a new beef because I'm starting to get a little jelly over here. You know, you know <laughs> the, the the beef might be over, but Mariano, maybe you and I, we can make a bet, right? We're, we're going to okay. make a bet. We're going to make a bet. Yeah, we're going to make a bet. We should make a bet. We can start a beef. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Later. Yeah. <laughs> per, uh, a beef, perhaps, with this movie. We don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, all you have to do is take off your glasses. That's that's what I learned about this movie. Just take your glasses off. That's it's it. Clark Kent. Put, that's it. That's all you need. And make sure you know you're gonna be you can be hella fine. Just put your take hair your down a little off. bit, right? It, put your I hair. Mean, yeah, get a haircut from a 14 year old, and you'll be okay. <laughs> right. you, you know who's worse than she's all that is Cinderella. She just puts on a new dress. Yep. Yeah, that's true. She did yeah. nothing that's different true. either. I mean, she put uh, her hair yeah. up maybe, but she puts on a new dress, and it's like, wait, I, are you the same girl or not? Yeah. So right. New dress and heels, Peter. <laughs> oh, I, uh, my apologies. Yes, the glass slippers. Uh, but Allegra, <laughs> just in case anybody missed the Butterfly Effect episode, uh, can you talk about uh, History of Color? Sure, Peter. Thank you so much for um, segueing to that. Um, <laughs> yes, History of Color is a monthly podcast that Mariano and I do together, and it's um, meant to educate people about um, underrepresented groups uh, and um, events that have shaped the way American history is and the way our culture is today. Um, and the reason why it was created was because there's a lot of information out there about um, people that are not uh, cisgendered white males um, that has shaped our culture and it's um, not all bad stories. So I wanted to, every time I would hear something, I'd be like, oh my God, I've never heard of that. Or, oh, I didn't know that. You know, I think it was kind of inspired by like, it kind of got driven by um, the Hidden Figures movie where we had a whole group of black women who were scientists, mathematicians that helped um, get uh, Americans to the moon. So like 
that was kind of an inspiration to me. I think I had the program shortly before that, but that was kind of a driving force. Um, so that's the main focus is picking underrepresented groups, people of color, um, events and uh, talking about it. It's usually around 30 minutes per episode. I have about 22, I think, episodes have dropped uh, so far. And, you know, it's a lot of fun learning about our history um, because we definitely don't get that in um, uh, primary education. Usually right. secondary education, those who are fortunate enough to be able to go to college what, and who are inquisitive enough to ask and you know go into that will um learn about it but other than that our kids are not learning about stuff like that so right and not only that i mean uh especially at school they they censor certain things and there's topics Absolutely. that they won't go yeah they won't go into i um, i remember senior year i had a uh, a psych class and i learned from that teacher about these books about like true history you know the the shit that they're gonna omit from from school curriculum. Um, matter of fact, I have one uh, on my shelf right now that it's a uh, very interesting stuff. You know, it, she kind of like uh, I remember to kind of pique our interest. She started with like Columbus, like oh, you know, he didn't just uh you know went out and look for the U.S. of A. Like the the guy was looking for Spain and and <laughs> and found this country and they didn't you know, really just trade with the Indians. They gave them, you know, disease infested blankets and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? You know, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, but not to say that that's what you guys are doing, you know, trying to find like the dirt, but your show is not censored. Um, it's still being January while we're recording here. You know, one of the, the, the biggest holidays, federal holidays was MLK. So that's your last uh, couple of episodes was um, talking about the, the last months of Martin Luther King Jr. Right, yeah. right. Um, because he was doing other things. Um, he had a whole other um, switch after the uh, I Have a Dream speech, which everyone tends to um, go to every February when we have Black History Month. Um, but Martin Luther King was a whole man who did a multitude of things before and after that. So, yeah. All right, so definitely check it out. Uh, part of the Corten Parts family, uh, so you can find that uh, at the website CortenParts dot com and any uh, of your preferred listening podcast listening after your choice. Some people <laughs> say it. I don't know. I'll, obviously, you'll pimp that at the end anyway. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Well, let's get uh, let's get back to 1999 when this movie came out. Uh, one of the things I like to do is take a look back at the weekend of this movie's release. Uh, the number one song at the time of this movie's release, and I think it's kind of fitting for the type of movie that we're covering today. But "Baby Hit Me One More Time" by Britney Spears. Uh, I'm yeah. familiar. I've, I may have heard that Baby song. Baby, one more time. Yeah. <laughs> I might have heard that song before. You think so? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty familiar. I mean, yeah. it was only super saturated within the culture. I definitely, definitely. <laughs> that was a hit. How long? How long was that a hit? <sighs> only two Jesus. weeks, surprisingly. That's it. Wow. Because I feel like it was. 
Well, you know what? I think of the video too. You know what I mean? Because that's there was some rot- heavy rotation. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, it. Even though it was number one for two weeks, I'm sure after that it was still like probably top five. You know? Yeah. For, abs- okay. Uh, yeah. That was that was her first big hit. So yeah. Um, and one more time, you know. So. <laughs> Uh, dad jokes <laughs> i got them <laughs> uh, the other couple of movies that came out that weekend as well made no money so uh, i'd be surprised if you guys have heard of heard of them so along with she's all that that obviously brought in a lot of money uh biggest hit that weekend obviously the 24 hour woman that only made six figures and not even gosh not even five thousand dollars was a cool dry place i don't know huh. her yeah I, I don't know her never heard I of her i don't know her either no, no. yeah i don't know either of no those idea. young ladies 24 hour what <laughs> yeah 24 okay. hour woman and a cool dry place. i believe you, you believe me is, is what you're saying I, yeah. like I, sure, I those, you know, those are I, movies uh, Okay, they exist. They're they're a thing. They're a thing, right? Is that what you're telling me? I mean, they do they exist? Are there are there sites that you can watch these? I don't know. I don't know. So if a movie's made and nobody watches, does it still exist? Is that right. The that, right. That's a, that's a damn good question. You know, I actually once interviewed an actor who um, I was like, "Oh, that movie you were in? Okay, I remember the cover box," and he was all like. Uh, I don't believe it's available like literally anywhere because the director didn't release it. I go, e- I, oh. I remember the cover box. So either I saw a physical copy or I might ha- might have read it about it somewhere. But, you know, I wasn't lying or anything. I was like, I, I remember and I described the cover box. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I go, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's unfortunate because the way you're describing it, it sounds like something I, I'd love to see. So actor had it and uh, he actually sent me a link you know, to watch it. Oh, you know, huh? But says, you know, obviously asked me, you know, please don't release this because this hasn't been a release. I don't want to get in trouble. Right. And right. It, it was nice of him, you know, to to trust me. Uh, twenty four hour woman. I have seen this cover box again. I worked at Blockbuster for a couple of years. It stars Rosie Perez. <laughs> Interesting. What? I recognize this cover box, so that's crazy. It it been, you know, I'm sure it was an indie, probably straight to box office or box office, uh, straight to home video. Um, couldn't tell you who the other guy is in that movie, but so at least that I recognize. And hmm. cool dry place. I mean, the title kind of sounds familiar. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't know either of those young ladies. Huh. And <laughs> funny enough, I have seen this cover box too. Uh, it's got Vince Vaughn, Monica Potter, and Joey Lauren Adams. Huh. Dang, I gotta take a look at that cover because now I'm like, maybe those I are people don't we know. The title. Yeah, I know them people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I like Vince Vaughn. I like Joey Lauren Adams. You know, it's funny because we just uh, kind of, or I briefly brought up Chasing Amy right before we recorded. So uh, so that's it. That's the weekend of um, the movie's release. She's all that. So again, this came out in 99. Uh, I was a sophomore. Oh my God, I saw a cool dry place. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did. You have seen her. <laughs> I've seen. I do know her. You do, but know you her. are also to forget her. <laughs> just to throw you under the bus a little bit, Mariano. You are also the person who, with whom I have sat and watched movies, and and you do not remember those events happening or their movies until I start to talk about. We are not going to talk about Lake Placid Allegra. <laughs> this is not the place or or time for it. It Didn't isn't. See it. I mean, no. but we're talking about movies, so like, why are you bringing yeah. up bullshit? <laughs> 
right. I did. I did see a cold dry do, place. Do I, I have did. to? And I, and I, we're not getting into a d- domestic dispute here. Yeah. The beef. The beef is starting right the now. Right. Between you. And, yeah. I know. We have a con- Mariano and I have a continued beef. I won the bet. There we go. Damn. We we even finished the podcast. Fast. You already won. Damn. I guess. I guess now you have to sit there with a you know the a soccer ball in your lap. Yeah. Right. right. I was gonna say we didn't even make it to prom. <laughs> <laughs> we're already like the bet's already lost. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to date anybody, but yes, I was a sophomore when this movie came out, um, January. So Phoenix wasn't born until 2000, and so this is uh, about that time, right? <laughs> and a uh, couple people I have forgotten was even in this movie. So right, f- yeah, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. right plays the the lead, uh, Zach Seiler. He has the third highest GPA. Was that third or fourth highest GPA in the school? Fourth. 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 So top five. Um, he has a friend, uh, Paul Walker. I, I knew that was, you know, I knew he was in here. I didn't remember him in in this. Okay. But you know what? Maybe I don't remember Paul Walker in anything before Fast and the Furious. Same. Because that's, that I could swear, be. when I see him in movies, I'm like, oh shit, he's in this? Right. So that's how memorable he I was mean, to me before Fast and Furious, I guess. We did Varsity Blues a couple episodes ago. No you know, I completely forgot he was in that movie, but he did take a backseat to Vanderbeek. Kind of the same thing here, but right. I did know this because I'm a huge fan of not another teen movie. So I'm more familiar of like the movies that they parody. Uh, but Paul Walker plays Dean, his uh, quote unquote friend that he has this uh, bet with. That Zach can turn any girl into the next prom queen. Uh, the victim in this case is played by Rachel Lee Cook, who plays Lainey Boggs, um, which is, I guess, a combination of two character names uh, played by Winona Ryder because of their similarity in looks, apparently. That's something I read. Um, oh. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I can kind of see I, it. I can see it. Because when she speaks, she kind of sound to me like yes, her... the voice. Kind of, it sounds... Yeah. The voice sounds like... And I'll, thanks for bringing that up, because the whole time it was going like, she sounds like somebody. Who the hell does she sound like to me? Yeah. I'm not a writer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I can, yeah. Now that you mentioned the voice, I can kind of hear it, too. She, uh, Her look also kind of reminds me of uh, Olivia Cook from Ready Player One, the love interest. Mariana, I think you mentioned you didn't really care for... You know, like the the love well, storyline. I didn't care for the love story because I thought they they just like spackled it on. They're like, oh yeah. here, let's put a love story in here as opposed to uh, developing it a little better. Mm-hmm. I did like her character. Um, I, to me, I just felt like the love the love story thing was that's kind of lame. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. I'm trying to unbeef right now <laughs> with Allegra. Unbeef. <laughs> Uh, I remembered that she, uh, Lainey had a little brother. I didn't remember it was a Culkin. He's, so, he's a Culkin. Yeah, Kieran yeah. Culkin in this one. Looks just like his brother, Macaulay, you know. Uh, you know, kind of continues the, the little sibling trope, right? We've kind of discussed this um, in Varsity Blues. Obviously, it's yep. a John Hughes thing. Uh, Zach has a sister uh, named Mac. I think it's short for Mackenzie, uh, played by Anna Paquin. Yes. So obviously, very recognizable cast thus far. Um, hairdresser in training. Hair, she hairdresser is. in training. Yeah, she should have her own place, her, her own. Uh, she style, is so good. Know. Let me tell yeah, you, she should have her own her own salon. Take the glasses <laughs> off, put the hair down. Yep. Got it. Oh, she she cut the hair. She cut man. the hair. She did she cut, cut the, the hair. hair that is yeah, one yeah, thing I forgot <laughs> because another another teen it. movie. 
they, you know, they were shading this movie and they were just, they just took off the glasses, literally just put her hair down from, from a ponytail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to throw in the token black character uh, who plays Preston, also one of my sons' name. Uh, I don't know. Is it Dulé Hill? Do you guys know from Psych? I would pronounce it. I would pronounce it Dulé. Yeah, because there's an accent on Wiki here. So um, the father plays... Oh, he's from Psych. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Kevin, I'm I'm late to the game here. Hey, no worries. This is an old movie. Uh, Kevin Pollock. <laughs> and I'm an old man. I got it. <laughs> Kevin Pollock I, I got plays what you're the dad. There. I can, nope, I'm not saying that at all. I told you earlier, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna date anybody. I was only throwing my age out. But um, I forgot that the dad was played by Kevin Pollock, and he is instrumental at, at some parts. I kind of liked him, but he was extremely background. I thought he was gonna have a bigger role, just being the single father and all. Allegra has a question about this when we talked about it. He super phoned that in. I don't remember my question, though. You asked me, is he high the whole movie? Yes. Did he look high to you? He seemed like he was high high the entire movie. Smoking joints, like between. (laughs) The only time he wasn't was when he gave her the talk. He, at the very least, phoned in that performance. He was like, all right, I guess. And then, like, when he did the pep talk, that's when he Kevin Pollocked it, you know? Like, he was like, all right. He's I like, guess I got to earn this, you know, 20 bucks. Let me finish him slapping, so, slapping his own face saying, I was in a few good men. I was in a few right. good men. I'm an actor. Uh, I can do a Christopher Walken uh, impersonation. Like, I was waiting right, for that yeah. to come out. Um, you know what? I, I didn't think it was high, but I kind of do agree with you. He did nothing in this role. The, honestly, I mean, aside from that talk, the only other part that I liked him in was in when he was guessing, like, all the wrong answers on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. That was pretty that's funny. Uh, apparently, that's the thing that uh, another character that he has previously played uh, had done in a movie, and so he just continued that on. And I don't know if that was improv, but um, <laughs> that's phoning it in, man. Yeah, that's yeah. phoning it in pretty <laughs> much. He's like, let me just do this one thing. It's easy, and I remember it. it. It'd be <laughs> funny if, if it was like the same footage of Jeopardy too. So, and it's like the same answers. He's like, can I just do this stick? You know, <laughs> like, look, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. You guys. Uh, just needed some um, some veteran presence, I guess. So speaking of veteran presence, the complete opposite. So a couple first-timers. I don't think this was his first time, but Usher Raymond plays the school DJ. I don't know if right. he's a student. <laughs> or... I was wondering. No, I was going to add he that. He didn't do any student stuff. He just DJ. He was in the booth and then on stage. Not, not only is the he the DJ, song. apparently he's the school choreographer too. Apparently. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you know that happens. That happened at my prom. We had like a huge choreographical dance routine. Yeah, choreographed oh, yeah, dance sure. with um, professional dancers. Yeah, sure, why not? that happened at my prom too. And like nobody that. practiced <laughs> ever till we got on there. No, oh, wait, that, never mind. That never really did happen. <laughs> but I was like, what's this rando uh, choreographed dance scene? You know what? Speaking of Pretty Prince Jr., which, by the way, is my man crush, just so everybody knows. He's which all around. You, we weren't He's, by the way, the him, fourth highest GPA. All right. That's impressive. Not only good looking. Not, not only good looking. GPS. He's got brains too. Is what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Where did this start with? You've you've teased this before. Where did this start with? How did this start? Did it start with? I know what you did last summer. Uh you know. I, okay. Here's the thing. Like I was when I was um when when Freddie Prince was like the the hot the hot guy or whatever. He was in a bunch of movies. Uh, I think we rented. I don't know if we rented Boys and Girls. I think that's the one. Probably. I feel probably, like that right? came out after though. Isn't that like 2001? Yeah, or something? it did. Or... Um, oh, because I'm trying to think. We got to look it up. But um, it was after she saw that. I'm pretty sure. But maybe we watched she saw that first. Either way, 
my roommate and I were like, oh, this is cool. And then all of a sudden, we just started getting like all these Freddie Prince Jr. movies, like you know, on you know Blockbuster, right? Shout out to Blockbuster, mm. the place you used to work at, Peter. Yes, yes. And and we'd be like, so we find these movies and start like watching them, and all of a sudden it's like, I think we bought maybe we bought one of the movies and we watched it like on rotation. Was Scooby Doo one of them? <laughs> no, it wasn't, but funny you should say that. Matthew Lillard's in this, too. That's right. Not related to Damian Lillard, just throwing that out. Oh, yeah, got it. No Not relation. Close. Like, complete yeah. opposite. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Boys and Girls, I think, was one that we watched a bunch of times. Boys and Girls was released in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Yeah, 2000. So, the that, following that's year. That's the one with Jason Biggs from American Pie, was that? Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. uh, Claire, Claire Forlani. Forlani. Claire Forlani. Okay, I remember and her so then too, we yeah. had like Then I had a crush on Claire Forlani too. But in that movie, Peter, b- besides the magical uh, magical Hollywood, where if anybody from the Bay Area and San Francisco knows that you can't walk from the Golden Gate Bridge to Berkeley, just, just throwing that out there. Um, there's a choreographed dancing, dance scene in a club. <laughs> In that movie too, wow. is there? Yeah, there is. There is. All of a sudden, they just start. I'm like, what? Because Clifford Lonnie starts it. Next thing you know, there's like eight people doing the same dance moves. Rando club, rando night, right? Because that happens. Weren't yeah. flash mobs a like a rant, thing? Yeah. Hmm? yeah. Weren't flash mobs like a thing around that uh, time? And that might have been just kind mobs, of a take on flash mobs. This is before flash mobs. Okay. All right. Flash it was mobs before flash like, mobs. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know, um, I know. I think I was trying it was to around, rationalize. Gangnam Style. Like, I, I feel that was one of the flash mobs I saw. I so, thought Gangnam Style was, like, early so what ten, is it about 2000s, I mean, uh, mid-2000s. Probably. I mean, I'm sure flash mobs went on before that, but that's when I noticed it. I mean, yeah. wasn't uh, yeah. there a Justin Timberlake movie where there was a flash mob? Because, uh, uh, oh, yes. it was, um, was it Friends with Benefits? Or Friends the with other Benefits one? with Mila, Mila was Kunis. Mila yeah. Kunis the friend there with the Benefits? There were two movies that came out that at the same time that yeah, were the exact same Yeah, you had the Ashton movie. Kutcher one, too. Um, right, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. I always mix up the titles, but I, the, the funny thing is uh, I actually reviewed that on uh, Original Remake because it was like the same movie, two different people, similar title. Right, pretty right. much. But, I mean, the the synchronized dancing, it, it, goes, it goes way back. I mean, uh, I, I don't think this was the first to do it, but they also did it with um, Can't Buy Me Love. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Hey, okay. I mean, that was, uh, that was synchronized uh, a Jace because it was something that Patrick Dempsey's character had seen on this African, like, rain dance channel, and he does it, but oh, then geez. everybody joins in on it, though. So it's kind of the same. In this one, that at least they try to say, like, Usher, I guess, you know, choreographed this. But to be fair, I was on the all boys dance team senior year, you know, and then, you know, we, we learned dances and we would perform them at the assemblies. So, but that was a planned event. It wasn't like suddenly an impromptu um, choreographed dance popped up. I mean, or, he, or did it, Peter? This, he, this, uh, if you notice, it wasn't the entire school doing it, it was a select few. Yes. So perhaps they were. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, you know, the dance was, squad. It was the professional dancers they hired for the movie. Yes, I agree with you. You're right. <laughs> it was the professional dancers. Okay. At least on the movie 13 going on 30, they did Thriller, which I can see, see the girl version of Big. A group full of strangers. Mm-hmm. People, yes. yes, people doing that somewhat okay because it's Thriller. It's Thriller. You that's know what I'm that's different. Correct. Like everybody learns thriller. That's the I mean, only reason. Game style. Exactly. Right? People I mean, learn that. They go to the yeah. weddings and do that. Yeah. It's like the electric slide, right? People start the electric slide, depending where you're at, waiting, whatever, and people will know it. 
That's all. Or that's all I'm saying. What if Usher Usher is playing himself, and you know the uh, Slim? What was it? Uh, Fat Boy Slim? That song that they're playing. What if Usher right. actually did the dance for that video, and everyone saw the video? And now they're doing. And now I feel like I'm Snoop Dogg at the end of like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was that You're making too many things happen there. You're making too many things happen. You know, maybe Usher was at the You're Billy Man March hard, video. <laughs> right. Sorry, I was just recently listening back to like our video, top ten Biggie and Tupac every, songs. Every other video. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I, wow, this is getting out of hand. Let's just put it this way. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. at one time in my life was a was a dreamboat. Okay, he was a dreamy looking man. So and I, I, I made him aware of that. Yeah. I wasn't. I was gir- in denial. I was in denial. Allegra came along. Was like, you have a crush on this dude. I'm like, okay. You and said roommate. Yeah. Who shall rename nameless? But yes. yeah, we had a crush on him. We loved that dude. And I'm not a big fan of romantic comedies. Therefore, oh, yeah, so she was not happy. And I'm not. Mm. We were watching an overabundance of them featuring Freddie. That's Prince all he was Jr. in. That's all he was in. They never yes. those put him on romantic comedies. And, you know, I, I not necessarily a fan of him, but I will watch them. I mean, and I think this is what like Heath Ledger did not want to be. He did not want to be the Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> later on. Because you know how they did Ten Things Without uh Hate About hate You, right? Right. Same year, I think. And so he's and I, I yeah, and I think that he they wanted to go in that route with him. And he's like, nah, I ain't doing it. Then he became the Joker and there you go. And then the rest is history, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. But, um, a sad history. Yeah. Well, I was going with this. Anyway, Dreamy. What are you going to say? Plus, you know, he's... Are we going to talk about the eyebrows the or case, no? Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> go ahead, man. No, no go, you go ahead. let this <laughs> elephant in the room, right? <laughs> so you guys looked at the poster, right? I didn't right? see what... I don't... I looked at the poster. Uh, I didn't see... What's the question? What's the question? Because that's the part I'm confused about. Oh, there's about. no like, question. It's just his, his, I didn't eyebrows, see that... his eyebrows look a little weird in that poster. Weird, like how, like too manicured or bushy or verging on unibrow. Unnatural. Like, what, what are your opinions on the eyebrows? <laughs> Unnatural, I guess. <laughs> Looks like I mean, Max might have tweezed his eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that occurred. I'm pretty sure that occurred. Perhaps I was a little thrown off by the way that um that Rachel Lee Cook is standing because it looks unnatural. It looks like it hurts the way she, her like body's kind of contorted. A little. That bit. was my thing. Or it looked bit. like he was about to throw her, like throw her up in the air. Yeah, that could be. They, they might have... But you know what? I uh-huh. must say, when I when I first watched this movie and and her character comes on, I was like, oh my god, put a bag over her head, please. I can't yeah. look at Hideous. her. This is ridiculous. Those overalls, How is he going to turn goodness. that into the prom queen? How is he going to do that? Oh, my God. He's never going to win this bet. You know, and I was right. How fitting right. that this problematic AF movie is also a Weinstein movie. Right. Oh. No surprise. I'm not surprised. Figures. Hey, can we say that? Are we doing this thing where we're um, having cast members and we're like doing movies with multiple, with like they particular actors being in different movies because uh i didn't know eldon henson was in this that's right return like, from butterfly oh, he was just effect. in butterfly effect yeah, yeah. crazy just yep. the also, last i episode. forgot i forgot gabrielle union was in this too i forgot uh, that 27 year old gabrielle union was in this too her and little kim like she was 15 both first movies yeah right um little kim had as many uh, uh was just as pivotal as kevin pollock in this movie yeah <laughs> the characters i should say just as just as and by the way both 
both um, Gabrielle Union and Paul Walker were uh, the same age, which is not high school age. They were in their late 20s when they filmed this movie. Yeah. Paul, Paul Walker has always been a man crush of mine. Uh, looks very handsome in this one. And you get to see him topless more. So um, I don't I don't have okay. a... A type, but Paul this Walker is, like, is definitely this is, this is actually type. a movie for us, Peter, me and you. Allegra has no no crushes on this that I can tell. Do you have <laughs> no, a crush on this? No one? horse in this okay, race. Okay, so right? let me Cause, let cause me this is Peter and I's dream. Let She's me all clear, that is all that for us. Let me clear my good name <laughs> he's, here. He's all that. <laughs> <laughs> let me clear my good name here. Um, I feel like Freddie Prince Jr. is handsome, and he's a pretty decent actor too. I actually like his lips. They're not super full, but there there's something about his lips that, or maybe the oh, way is, that yeah. he talks. Tell me about it. Keep talking. That, what that mouth um, do, right? Yeah. What that mouth okay. do. Exactly. Yeah. Like, right. So, so there's that. Paul Walker is handsome in that kind of surfer boy, California style. I mean, he's a good looking guy. I'm not disputing. I think or he was when he a good looking guy. I'm not disputing that at all. I just, they're not, I like, I like guys that are like men. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Freddie Prince Jr. is a man. Is it me or Freddie Prince Jr. kind of spoke like, mm, kind of spoke like Keanu Reeves, but just like had more dialogue? Like they kind of speak They similarly. have a similar. I can see that. They have a yeah, similar like um, cadence and yeah. like speaking. St- yeah. Yes, I agree with that. A, a couple yes. other um, smaller characters. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Alexis Arquette, who plays Mitch. You know, part of um, Lainey's like I, I don't know th- that that little stage thing that she did early on in the movie, the one in the underwear. Ah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. That's that's Wait, Alexis that a, Arquette. That was an Arquette. That was yeah, an Arquette that's, in that's this Ar- thing? who also oh, wow. was uh, who played Boy George in Wedding Singer. Right. I love that role of him. Yeah, that's a great role. that's my favorite role of his. And a BFF of mine, Milo Ventimiglia, he's one of the soccer players that cleans the house. Right, but we didn't, like, I I totally missed it. Yeah, I missed him. Yeah, I missed it, but he's in the credits. And I'm throwing that out yes. because I got a picture with him. So he's my best friend. I think oh, that's right. how it that's works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your buddy. Now that's a crush for Allegra. Yes, I love my love intimacy. But crush. only <laughs> as a grown man. Like <laughs> sure. when he was younger. Not I'm in like, this movie. Mm. Right. Not in right. this movie. <laughs> so post Peter whatever from Heroes. No, he wasn't Peter. Was No, Peter was a brother, right? Peter was a brother, I think. Oh, but he's he the reason why... He's we one of the reasons why I loved yeah. Heroes. He, he was one of my favorite characters. Um, my love into Miglia's character. So mm. that's where I was introduced to him. Apparently, he was in Gilmore Girls before that, but I didn't watch that show right. consistently. So That is a show, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, let's... let's uh, all all types of you know what this movie was hard for me to get through and it was only an hour and a half and i actually read on imdb because you know that's where all the facts are right absolutely all the facts apparently the 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 dance scene that we talked about the infamous dance scene was added in last minute to extend the runtime of this movie what that happens that yeah uh Anyway, so let's talk about this problematic bet. Uh, Allegra, I'll I'll open it up with you. Oh, goodness. Um, So this movie was very difficult for me to watch as well. Um, I am not a huge fan of that kind of taming of the shrew-ish 
kind of story like it's been done a lot you know um and uh, where do i start first of all paul walker is not my favorite character but not for the reasons i mean he was supposed to be the not favorite character right he was supposed to be the douchebag but i don't think that the script was really good they could have like I don't even know how to formulate my thoughts right now. I think my biggest issue is, you know, that kind of like uh, super saturated, um, like we are set in the 90s, even though it came out in 99, the script was very much like using reference, like night references to the 90s like references that were specific to the 90s it dated the movie really intensely like um even though they were saying things that people in the 90s weren't normally saying but they were saying stuff that was very like this is in the 90s does that make sense yeah you know where it was kind of like it just looking back on it in 2019 it's like oh my god like why are we talking about tony robinson why are we talking or tony robbins i'm sorry tony robbins why are we saying these weird things that there was a lot of lingo dated for 90s you know i think there's some lingo that was 90s lingo that nobody used correct it's like what hollywood thought the 90s lingo was but the the dialogue was terrible terrible it was not good I don't it know if you guys know there. this, but apparently a ghostwriter on this script was M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. Wow. Where's the twist, though? This, this is the same <laughs> year as Sixth Sense. Well, the twist is that Paul Walker wanted to date Lainey or at least try no, to rape her? No, he was trying to be rapey because he's a rapey McRaperson. You know. Yeah. Obviously. Obvi. <laughs> yep. Yep. They are taking clues from Mr. Weinstein. You know this this uh this bet. You know it it okay. So what happens is Zach is dumped by his shitty girlfriend. I don't know what he saw in her for for being, uh, you know, have for having the fourth highest GPA in the school. I don't know what he saw in her other than the fact that I guess she's the popular girl in school. But um, they have this breakup because oh girl. <laughs> Uh, was uh, was it spring break? No, I she she I yes. think, I think, I think she was, was gone in spring break, break yeah. and then meets yeah. Brock. Was it Brock? Brock something. Brock Hudson. Hudson. Brock Hudson, played by Matthew Crazy Matthew Lillard, who I love this... in this role. <laughs> he did what yeah, he was supposed he was to do. Too much. He did, and he did it really <laughs> yeah. well. He yeah. did a really good job. He of Matthew being Lillard that guy. <laughs> this role because the, you know the the best thing about this movie is probably their take on on MTV's real world, like. Like a spoof on it, the whole spoof on the on the real world thing was like, yes, that shit was so right. That was like the best thing of this movie. I agree. Really, I agree. But you know, I you know why he dated her, right? Why um Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, dated that girl? It's because it fits the trope. Absolutely, it's perfect. Right? They they're both most it, popular dates the most popular. All the guys want to date her. All the girls yep. want to date wanna him. Be her. Or yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Be him, date him, and date her. Yeah. Right, right. It, it, it does. Her. Very, yeah. very tropey. Um, just a lot of cringy things with this. You know, uh, very you know toxic uh, masculinity all, all over oh, this. Uh, Zach is stalking her throughout the movie. In mm-hmm. uh, everybody, yeah. everybody is trying to. Okay, so Lainey is like saying all these things, pointing all these things out. Oh, he's stalking me and blah blah blah. And everybody's like, but it's okay because he's hot. 
You know, right. Like, right. Well, well, what kind of message are we, you know, instilling in these like young women? I have a daughter who is Lainey's age, and I have a daughter coming, you know, here in the next month. Um, right. Obviously, I didn't see see these problems when I was 16 years old watching this movie, but movies like this are why we have teenagers that we have now causing all the fucking problems that they're causing. If you have good grades, if you're good looking, you'll be all right if you stalk a girl. You'll be okay mm-hmm. if you make a bet, you know, with somebody's life, you know, just a, a lot a lot of problems. So I guess we, we won't try to get too much into that and actually try to talk about this movie. Um, Mariano, what did you think about um, the, the way the film is uh, selecting the victim for the bet? Yeah, that was pretty bad. I, I kind of figured, I knew going into it going like, okay, this is not going to age well, number one, you know, besides the whole 90s dialogue, but just not age well just in general. And I think that when you're, as a young, uh, when I was a boy, a young kid or whatever, teenager, all these kind of things weren't necessarily a problem in my head per se. But then as I get older, you see more, you learn more, whatever, especially now when you see like, wow, this is like really, it's not just a movie, it's like society as a whole. Because, you know, Allegra and I make fun sometimes of 80s songs being very stalkerish. There's a lot of stalker songs in the 80s. Like, yes. Plenty of them. And you're like, but why were they cool? Why are they cool? Why is that cool to, like, pop up at the girl's house and be, like, basically forcing your way into her life somehow? Because he kind of did that at her job, her house, and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, Many but times. As, far as, the, as far as picking the the whole, the three, the three guys just making the girls into uh basically walking holes they're just objects yeah they're objects <laughs> that's all to it be, is just to be mm-hmm. one that's all it is it's like you know you can get whatever you want basically so there's no real there's no agency for anybody if you have a vagina in this movie that's what it seems like side note the uh which is a little off topic but only a little um you know that the the young man who was tried in California um, for raping that college girl, the college guy that was tried for raping the college girl. The one that was unconscious was... behind the dumpster? Correct. Okay. That gentleman's name, or I shouldn't call it's him a gentleman, that asshole's Brock name something? Brooke Brock. Brock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that we have this This character might be his favorite name. movie. Yeah. Right. His dad named him after that guy. Uh, right, Probably. You Did his know? dad go to Dur- Dartmouth too? That would be interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I don't mean to say that the 90s references were the worst part of the movie, but that was the thing that kind of stuck out to me the most. Of course, the toxic masculinity and the kind of popularity above all else, you know, mentality is very disturbing. As a kid, as a person who in high school was completely opposite of the most popular person in fact i was often the loner um i i kind of related to laney in a lot of ways um except that no one was trying to stalk me which i wouldn't want them to anyway (laughs) but as that person like it was it was it's off putting to see movies about um, this kind of popularity above all else. And it was a bit annoying to see um, Zach trying to like struggling with what's the most popular thing to do versus what my heart r- tells me. I know this makes me kind of like 
insensitive to people people who are struggling with that. But I just I have a hard time um, being understanding of that conflict. And I I work on trying to understand it, but it's still something I'm still working on. <laughs> so that part of the movie was hard. I was just cringing throughout the movie just because, um, especially the the Lainey character, there basically her love for art, her, you know, her wearing glasses, all of these things were telling you know young men, oh these these are not okay. Yeah, ask your girl to wear contacts just so she doesn't have to wear glasses. Um, right. Don't date a girl right. with paint on her shoes or. You know, uh, and, and of course, they had to give her like an embarrassing job, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, uh, I'm sorry, anybody out there just bring, I've never seen a falafel on somebody's head. Now I have, everybody knows about the, what's it, the hot dog on the stick? Hot place? dog on the yes. stick. Yeah, hot they got a hot on dog on the their I guess that's the whole thing. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, so that's the take on that. Because I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a falafel on the hat. Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of cute to me. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think Lainey is cute as is. I like the glasses. I don't have a problem with the overalls. Um, the other thing is they made her not smart because when uh, Zach comes into her workplace, she's like, what, do you need a tutor? I'm not smart. I'm not this and not that. I'm just like, good Lord. Like, what else can we do to make this young woman like a shitty person like you know um she doesn't have a mother due to cancer like i don't know like she is is that why zach didn't think that she was a good candidate and i don't right. know it's a it's it's a weird it's a weird take on people and how they view each other and i, I would say that she is smart i was just about to I say felt like her her own self-awareness was what made her smart you know what I mean? You can tell that she's she's she is. I don't. She's get it, absolutely man. smart. Was, that's really weird. And I'll be honest, I don't see how smart. Um, now I'm forgetting his name right now. Zach or Dean? Yeah, Zach. I don't see how smart how where this brain of Zach is. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get see it, either. it. You know what I mean? I didn't see anything indicating that he's basically got into all the Ivy League schools or whatever. It really took him being embarrassed at prom or whatever to get that, you know, get what he was missing. I mean, he was kind of getting it in bits and pieces, fits and starts within his interaction with Lainey, but it really took him being publicly um, like the light literally shining on him (laughs) for him to be like oh wait a minute you know and he had and it really was just about um oh shit uh dean's gonna get her well damn you know like it it was a possession thing correct you know it's not that's not even what i mean i mean i mean intellectually smart no you're right intellectual that was more of an emotional like emotional um intelligence right you're right him he he didn't have that (laughs) not at all but i'm talking about him being an intellectual you can't even agree. He's just average jock dude or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. And that's how I got out of that. I wonder if, uh, you know, that, oh, okay, well, number one, I I didn't know that his character was supposed to be smart. So when he says that, you know, he has the fourth highest GPA in school, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's interesting because why he just talked to his dad and he was like, Oh, I, I haven't gotten any offers yet. So I'm like, well, well, how is he smart? So I did, I forgot the whole subplot thing with the dad. So that does come in later, but do you think maybe his acceptance and, and uh, maybe his grades do are, are coming because he's like a, an athlete 
you know, kind of like the whole varsity blues thing. You know, we could, if, mm. if you play football, you can get away with a lot of things. Maybe, maybe their soccer team is great, and so he gets a pass on all these things. Could that be the reason? Because you're right, he doesn't exhibit like any intellectual, you know, decisions or anything. Correct. I um I definitely understood what you're saying, Mariano. I agree with you. He was not conveying any kind of intellectualism um at all. And I wonder because um to answer your question, Peter, I wonder because you could take anything like as long as you're passing, you could stay on the team is is the way that I understand sports and academic in <laughs> high school, right? So you could take anything. And if he if he's even remotely like smart or logical or knows how to work the system, he can get an A in some random class. Like it depends on what classes he was taking that he then maintained this, you know, um, fourth uh, highest GPA status. Like he could be taking P- five classes of PE. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. I love, how, I love how we're delving real deep into the GPA of of Zach on this one because he well, cause is he a wasn't... Ter- he's a terrible character, right? Yes. yes, he's he is half a step away from what's his name's character. Now, see, I'm forgetting all the names already. Jesus Christ, Dean. Yeah, Dean Paul Walker's character. He is he is like half a step away from Dean, and maybe two steps away from Brock. No, nobody's really that close to Brock, but he's like half. He's not that far from Dean. He was Dean before some reason. He got some kind of conscience somewhere in the middle, but he was still stalking this girl and he still thought of her as a possession. Correct. Throughout yeah. the whole movie. She's a possession throughout the whole Correct. movie. She is a prize that all of a sudden, because Dean was going after her and, you know, like take something from her or whatever. Uh, he's like, oh, my God, I got to do something about this. And fuck her friends and fuck her friend and and his sister for going to Zach at the prom and telling him about the whole Dean bullshit as opposed to, I don't know, tell her about it and be like, uh, Dean's about to try, says he's doing all this shit. Girl, you're in danger. Right. They did not want her. They went straight to dude. Like, okay, first of all, dude's on stage. They have a mic on him. All this commotion going on. I know. Lainey's right there, dude. You can go straight to her and tell her what's up. Right. That was really irritating to me too. That's a, that's, that tells you, that tells me. That I made size M night. The people who wrote the script were dudes, right? Oh yeah. Am I throwing that out there? Were they all yeah. dudes? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Hollywood, you know. There, there's yeah, no, there you go. No, no surprise there. Um, yeah, right. Zach is a, a terrible character. He shows up at all the places he shouldn't be. Her work, where he mm-hmm. butts right. in while a man is ordering balls. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you never interrupt somebody ordering balls. It's what. Yeah, that's it's, you're right about. You know, that. making the decisions on the size of balls is very important. Um, He constantly shows up at her house, manipulates her into going to the beach by saying, oh, no, I'll I'll just play Sega all day with your brother. And maybe your dad can show me some shit. Which, by the way, who cares if he's a a pool man? He owns a house, his business, as he says. That's a nice-ass house. Like They they, they are good. They are eating. (laughs) I was saying, like, that's one of the things. And maybe that was in the speech, right? With the dad, with Kevin Pollack. Yeah. why are people shit on me? I have a, I work, I have a I have my own business and I have a, my own house and I feed my kids. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a nice house too by the way. That was a nice ass house. It had a fucking pool. Yeah. And that pool was probably like mo- the cleanest pool in that whole area cuz Right? You know. <laughs> or not because by the time he got done cleaning everybody else's pools he's like, "Ah, fuck it." <laughs> Could be. <laughs> 
So um, I don't know, just a lot of shitty things are written in here, and I can't believe the the dad is just like I. I'm sure he hears that, right? You know the the little thing outside where he's like, "Oh, well, let's go to the beach." No, okay, well, I'll just like how you as a dad gonna allow that? Right. And also, Lainey has a safe space or place, the basement, that right. somehow somebody allowed Zach to mm-hmm. to walk down. To go to him. Yep. She she says nobody is allowed in here, and here right. here right. he is. And so it's clear to me that there's no respect for Lainey no matter where she goes. Not only was Zach disrespecting her, but to a certain extent, her brother and father were disrespecting her too, you know? And also, almost as egregious is, egregious is, is this supposed to be in California? Yes. Okay. Um, like yeah. There's no ba- yeah. there's no basements in California, so fucking Hollywood is just full of lies. <laughs> full of straight lies. lies. Maybe it was lies. an attic. It was. It was <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got them do- those either. No, I'm kidding. It's a weird attic that has stairs going down. I don't know. Um, the only thing that I liked that Zach did was standing up for her, uh, Lainey's brother, at the uh, in the cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, really cool. That was a rough scene. You know, but yes, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah, I and mean, you can see, but he stood up for her brother at that cafeteria. But at that fucking party, when what's her ass was like about right. to dump a drink down her dress, he didn't do goddamn thing. He didn't do shit. Right. He stood thing. there right. like a fucking dummy. Pardon my my language here, but he stood, <laughs> he's, he's, he stood there like a like fucking deer in headlights. He, he was kind of he, he was straight. He was a fuckboy. He was you know yeah, bro. And yeah. she and he saw what was coming, and he didn't step in and be like, "Yo, yo, get away! I'm with her." What whatever, whatever. Be like, "This is my friend." Whatever you want to say, but get in between and be like. You, you know, stop with this bullshit because he stopped bullying before he know we know he knows how to stop bullying it ain't like he doesn't know how to do that and at this point he was already exhibiting um like doubts about taylor to begin with so it should have been much easy that should have been the catalyst to be like oh yeah she's straight trash and i'm gonna go and defend this this other young lady whom i'm stalking yeah <laughs> All I'm saying is, don't let the woman you're stalking get bullied by by somebody else. Is all I'm saying. That's all I'm <laughs> right, saying. Right. Yeah, that's the lesson, right? Is that the I lesson? I mean, that that's, that that comes with uh, responsibility, right? You're gonna stalk somebody. You might as well protect them from other people too. <laughs> Wait, I mean, did you say we just talk about girl responsibility? Did you say? I don't know. This movie has <laughs> problems, and I think we're all delirious. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. Can we talk oh, about Matthew Lillard's amazing dance number here? Amazing the word. <laughs> <laughs> Was that better than the interpretive dance on stage? Or are the they about the same? Sack, are they, don't uh, fall. No, be, before no, no, before the oh, hacky sack, the, the, the original one. The original one. Because I don't I don't even think that exists. That hacky sack? What what is that? I don't know what that is. That don't exist. But the uh, wow. the performance with the plastic <laughs> with the garbage bags and stuff? No, it was it, better it, that or Matthew It was Lillard. a metaphor for birth. Mariano, I think you missed the entire message of that whole I, performance. I probably did. <laughs> Clearly, probably. you're not intelligent, Mariano. I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm not. You, you were not the uh, the fourth, um, you know, highest GP in your school. Clearly, <laughs> or the fourth artist. <laughs> <laughs> I think, lady, uh, yeah, yeah, that was really cringy. I I don't know if um that was improvised or like, hey, yo, hey, Freddie, take this hacky sack and do something with it yeah oh that was terrible that was, was really bad. terrible yeah and really uh, matthew lillard dancing though that was it's i'm like cringing but watching at the same time yeah it's like a it's like the people people who drive by car accidents and watch rubber you know, like yeah. look at it yeah, yeah. totally yeah. it was like clearly wow, this is 
like nobody was impressed, but me as a viewer, I'm watching this, and what I'm looking for is there are no repeated moves. So clearly, this was choreographed, you know. Right. Um, and there were some things <laughs> Maybe that he Usher's act- hand was in this too. <laughs> I think I think he went to Usher. Usher's his choreographer. Um, but some of the moves he did, I was just so like, that's interesting. You know, there's that one point where he's like laying face down, and then you know his hands are kind of cupped, and I don't know, just this motion that he does, and. Th- he might have like humped the floor. I don't know. I I was yes. impressed by the series of moves that he did. I was more impressed by the idea that um he loved that song, and now I can't for the life of me think <laughs> of the song that that he was dancing to. But I was like, really? Give it to me, baby, by Rick James. Right, and I was like, what you know about "Give It to Me" by Rick James? <laughs> Brock. Hey. <laughs> You know, um, he's got good taste in music. If that's his jam, you know, I'll tell you that. I mean, that. I guess. I mean, I guess. He has horrible taste in fashion, but okay. Was it Super Freak? Yeah. No, it was Give It To Me, Baby. Give It To Me, Baby. That's right. Okay. Yes. I knew it yes. was. Uh, Which yeah. is the jam, by the way. It so, is. Even it's though a pr- it's I mean, a bit of a problematic song, but. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, I have you a hard time. didn't think about that either. I, I have a hard time with Brock being, that was his song, right? Is yes. That that's yeah. where I was. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I it, have a problem with that. I don't. I don't agree. I don't, think so. I don't believe Brock. <sighs> I think that his song is uh, by Chumba Wamba. That's probably his song. That's more likely his song. <sighs> Which one is that one? Are you gotta don't worry about up? it. We don't need to sing it because it's oh, okay. terrible and it gets Why? stuck in your head. But Why? but people who know what I'm talking about, yeah. That is a song that I actually want to stab myself in the ears when I hear it. <laughs> don't do that. I hate. <laughs> And I don't use the word hate often or lightly. <laughs> I hate that song. Okay. I, I'm yeah, sure. But, I, yeah. I, know, I mean, the, the the name of the band sounds very familiar. You probably yes, know it. You'll know it. I probably know, know it more by the song. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, any of the other scenes you guys want to talk about before we get to the end uh, where uh, I guess they reconcile or something? So the breakup scene between um, Brock and Taylor. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. And also the fact that Brock was completely fine with wa- rewatching his scenes in the real world and forcing Taylor to watch was very interesting to me because, <laughs> of course, it's of course, of course, that's that's who Brock is. Right. But I was just kind of like, this is hilarious to me. Like the I felt like I felt like. Brock was the necessary um the necessary levity clearly but also I appreciated that like I appreciated his character because the rest of the movie was kind of like really like we're doing this right now you know at least Brock gave me that kind of ridiculousness you know that mm-hmm. we all needed <laughs> You know what Brock he is got a, Brock got a tattoo of his face on himself yeah, I, he did. I, so that's, that's all you need. That's all you right. need to know. Yeah, you know, he is that terrible podcaster who likes to listen to himself and try to make people listen to his show. <laughs> that's right. what that is. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> to the nth degree. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I ugh. I don't even like list. I don't even like to listen when I'm editing my podcast. I feel that that's like the majority of us. <laughs> Yeah. Which is why I do the editing. Yeah, Mariana <laughs> so. mostly does the editing because I'm like, I hate my voice. I think it sounds super nasally uh, and irritating, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's beautiful. I think we've Meanwhile, brought that up a number of times on yeah, We Got Five. 
meanwhile, everybody loves Allegra's voice because it's a really nice voice. So I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when, when, yeah, when we got five, who, who's always asking for a voice? A <laughs> My voice? Uh, uh, right. <laughs> I have to, like, all right, dude. I had to like you know message and be like, "Yo, chill out, man. Chill that's out, my, fam. That's my wife. <laughs> Step yeah, back. Stick to this. No, stick to Stay this. Stay in your own lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I am so the opposite of a snow bunny. So I'm not even. Like to what you're saying. Jam. You know, everybody says that we're our own worst critic, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brock was not criticizing himself. At Correct. All. So that's no. what made so Brock he's an more. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what made Brock more like in endearing in a way to me because of the fact that he was like going hard for himself and i was like all right brock you just do your thing he was super garbage and just super ridiculous but there was something endearing about the fact that he was just he's his number one fan you know (laughs) yeah i think it's up to uh everybody around him who's like not recognizing that is the problem so that's what made um not i'm forgetting everybody's name which one are you thinking the one who was dating him that got taylor Taylor, right? That make that's what make Taylor even worse. And you could see just from her every time they showed her, she's really terrible. Is that she was all about this Brock guy? I'm like, you don't even like. Oh, geez, I wonder if Taylor Swift was named after her. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, and and the interesting thing about Taylor, um, we don't really get a lot from her. Maybe just because she was supposed to be the vacuous, you know, um, like in it for popularity, girl, yeah, the mean girl or whatever. Yeah, I didn't think Taylor was all that. Yeah. No, she yeah. wasn't. And um no. she kind of looked like great value uh Jamie Presley. Okay. okay. I can see that. And, and I, the fu- I can see that. the funny thing is Jamie Presley plays that character on not another teen movie. So I wonder oh, that's if that's funny. what they're going what if they with. Did like, that, right? She kind of looked yeah. like Jamie Presley a little bit. Um yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I you know, I I thought she was attractive, but yeah, just a shitty character all the yeah. way around. There's there was no redeeming qualities. Uh Gabrielle Union was the only one that had like an inkling like, you know what, this person yeah. maybe not not be so hot. Yeah. No, right. she I, I was going to say it's hard to be like with somebody like that, it's hard to like be next to Gabrielle Union and be like the one that is hotter cuz Gabrielle Union was fine. Mm-hmm. Number one. Yeah. But number two, her character was seeing the light like, yeah, she's Taylor's kind of crappy you guys what the fuck right you know what i mean and that's kind of like breaking the whole like popularity thing being the top-notch thing like just because you're popular means you gotta kiss ass or whatever and what be the fuck trash yeah i thought um i thought little kim was looking kind of cute too and i can't believe yeah. she only she had was, like she was three lines i know she was so cute, she was, cute. Yeah. She, was so, she was hella cute man she was so cute yeah i agree and i yeah i I've was always like little kim though man i was shocked by the fact that she didn't have a lot of lines either in fact that was kind of a running a joke that mariano and i, I like, had while we were watching <laughs> we were waiting for her to have a line and it was something ridiculous like hey <laughs> right it'd be funny if you're like uh we're gonna get drunk tonight we're gonna play a drinking game anytime little kim talks we're gonna take a shot at the end of the movie, no, you're like, be sober. I'm, I'm you're sober, sober. I'm hell- yeah, right. <laughs> right. Hour and a half later, crickets because um, nobody had a shot at nothing. I got it. I got it. Let's watch the movie over. Let's take a shot anytime there's a problematic scene. Oh, right. <laughs> now you get drunk. Now you're in the hospital. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think after this movie ends, I think they break up. You know, I think Lainey is too smart and maybe reflects yep. on this last. Well, well, I didn't get the sense she was a senior, but I guess she was because uh, she graduates, you know, in his class right. as well. Right. But at one point, I feel they mentioned that she was 17. And I don't know. I, I guess a lot of seniors usually are 17. 
senior year. So maybe she's like one of those late birthdays, turns 18 after graduation. But I mm -hmm, thought right. maybe that the purpose of making her character 17 was to let us know that maybe she was a junior. But I was just reading too much into it. I was giving this movie too much credit. <laughs> Way too much credit. You need, to, you need to slow that down, Peter. I You're really so nice. appreciate you trying, you so though, nice. Peter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, too nice, some may say. Um, <laughs> Dean, uh, this this is my last thought. Uh, I, I think you know Dean's character was probably the best written because he's he gives you exactly what you wanted out of this character. Um, when he, I I re, I I think I think I watched this in the theater, and the only reason I say that is because in that scene where Dean flips and it's like, look, man, making a bet on like people's you know whatever that's. I forgot what he says, but you know, the scene where he kind of like backstabs Zach. And um, I, I remember like an audible, oh, you know, like, like I think people are like, oh, that's, that's fucked up, dude. Like, right. how are you going to go and do that? So I feel that I watched this in the theater. But uh, again, he gives you everything uh, that you wanted out of this character. Uh, man, he's good looking, this Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're too swayed by um, his his beauty, Peter. I, I really do. Perhaps. I think you've got um, the goggles on, the Paul Walker. No, I shouldn't say goggles because he is a handsome guy. But he, yeah. He is. But you're blind. You're starry-eyed. I'm not saying I want to be friends with the guy, but as far as the way he is written, Paul Walker gives you exactly that. You know, I thought he was very good as an asshole. Yeah, I feel uh, a little conflicted about that, just slightly, because of the fact that in Varsity Blues, he was also somewhat a... I mean, he wasn't as assholey as Dean, yeah. but he was still kind of that same type he wasn't of like... Really there. In Varsity Blues, he was barely there. Sure. He didn't really stand out, which is probably why we forgot about that. The leg thing was a big thing as a scene, but it wasn't like he was really a presence. But he I mean? was still that kind of... Yeah. Like they were still, he was still okay being betrayed like that vacuous kind of all I live for is popularity. These are the best years of my life type of character. You know, high school is the best years of my life type of character. Yeah. And I get a little frustrated with that because of the fact that they, and of course this is 99 and the, that trope was living hard in those times. But I feel like, um, just looking back, it's the problem of looking back on a movie. This was the first time I'd ever seen this movie. Um, so looking back with 2019 eyes, it's kind of like, and you know, you would, however many years of experience from 99 to now, it's kind of like, ah, like we don't, not all guys are like this dude, even if they are athletes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like a little too tropey for me. This movie's full of tropes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, which brings us to the end of the prom. It right. Whatever resolution happens at the prom, right? The yeah. whole prom thing. So Yeah. The trope of yeah, the, I, the prom being the, the yeah, platform I, of resolution. Zach's a problem. I do hope that. Yeah. I think realistically she'll be like, yeah, this is great and all, but. I I can't be your girlfriend or whatever. Or maybe Zach turns over a new leaf. Maybe I mean, I feel like Zach um was was. Was he try subverting trying? his not his intention to be the popular dude? I think he was getting over that, you know, and I think that that's the whole point of the movie was his conflict about right. popularity versus that, genuine. 
I get that, but he needs to like stop with his um, normalization of stalking. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> that, that might be the bigger problem. Yeah. Whether or not popularity is a big issue or not, he's getting it. Oh, you know what? It's not what it's all cracked up to be. Let's let's work on the stalking thing. I mean, absolutely, absolutely, he should not be stalking. Let's work on people. the possession thing. <laughs> but I feel like you know, Lainey might teach him some lessons. Sometimes people need to be taught how to be decent. Oh, you know? absolutely, okay. yeah. No, yeah, I, I mean, it. yeah. I completely get that. Um, you know, I, I, I thought I was actually a terrible teenager. And, you know, who is my wife now? I, I think she had a big part of, like, who I am now as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it takes that one person just to change you. And, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a happy ending between the two. And maybe she she's like, look, the whole stalking thing with me, just remember, you got responsibilities as a stalker. So stalk correctly. You know, <laughs> maybe she teaches him. <laughs> to stock properly (laughs) like you know there's a safe space do's and don'ts (laughs) yeah you're like look this may not work out but in the future you need to stock with responsibility (laughs) responsibly you know before coming down the basement you know knock on the door first knock on the door first yeah right not allowed down here dude there's a reason for that right so yeah i i I have hope for the future of Lainey and Zach. Wow. You have hope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see if this movie has hopes uh, in whether or not we rewatch this again. Let's take a look at the the scores um, on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, They're kind of right where, you know, I would think, but uh, I would score lower. But uh, IMDb has it at 5.9 out of 10. And Rotten Tomatoes is rotten at 39%. Dang, 39% Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah, five, that, that IMDb score is a little too high. Same. And by I little, yeah. I mean quite a bit. Because I would give it like a 3.5 to 4. Yeah. I give it, it a 4. You, I give you it know a 4. Re- just remember, though, like uh, when when were those scores submitted? You know, it could have been like years ago. Um, because right. I remember the very first time I discovered IMDb. 2001 that's just two years after this movie so people still could have been high on it you still could have had teens recently that are watching this that are like oh man so um yeah hey varsity blues got a higher score than i thought and because i think that this kind of stands out in people's minds you know what i mean there's certain movies that stand out there's certain things certain movies that i know are not all that great that i like you know what i mean just because for whatever reason, you know what I mean? But Varsity Blues was terrible in a different way. Varsity Blues had... Um, there was something about Mar- was Varsity some Blues that Varsity had Blues. a bit of a heart, yeah. you know? So I, I could see why it was scored a little bit higher as opposed to this movie. This movie was just vacuousness. It's a, you it's know, a formula. Like it was it, just yeah. vacant. <laughs> yeah. I would say Varsity Blues is formulaic in a sense, but it's but it you're right. There's more heart to it. There's some heart to that movie. Mm-hmm. There's you know, now, yeah, that's Paul Walker though. So Peter, you're welcome. Yeah. So I would I would give this. I, um, I'm on par with the uh, what is it? Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes yeah. score. Um, because it's. It's just terrible on so many levels. The tropiness, the script was terrible. The premise of the story was terrible. The misogyny. <laughs> the misogyny, the toxic masculinity, the objectification of women. I mean, all of those things, all of it terrible. So, like, I, I'm i more on par with, I am, I'm sorry, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Maybe even making the score a little lower. Mm-hmm. Sure, I would. Yeah. 
I'm a I'm a three five four, and I don't know why I'm giving it that high of a score to be honest. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah, okay, we know. Right. You guys answered we it. Know, me yeah, and uh, Allegra, we know. <laughs> Again, like, clearly duh. you were not top four GPA in your school because we saw right through <laughs> clearly. that. Clearly, we saw right through clearly. that. Clearly, <laughs> three or four just for Freddie Prince. Which, by the way, I I I would like this on record. But did you go back and watch the Friends? Uh, cameo with him no i have it i still ah, have it on my gotta phone it. i gotta He's watch so it good. i know i gotta watch it i know so good. i gotta watch it I'll, I'll give you this mariano every I, time i forget about it man you know what i mean it's just like the cobra kai t- episode two i forget because i'm now? in the middle of what, finishing like five different things man so i'm like ah oh, i gotta get on that All you know right. and I, I will you know tell you what i'll make a promise allegra oh today i'll make a promise like a politician and say i will watch <laughs> both today cobra kai episode two and the Freddie Prince Jr. And, oh, if, okay, then I'm going to reply in the Drew Hill song, don't make a promise you can't keep. So, uh, Just writing checks that your ass can't cash. <laughs> Just writing them. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., I'll say this about him and I'll move on. Um, he has a nice smile. I, I think he has a nice smile uh, in this movie. It's not something I ever noticed. He was never on my radar in terms of uh, man crushes. Uh, see, we got five man crush episode. Um, Paul Walker, definitely on my radar. I think he was actually my honorable mention in my top five list. Um, but yeah, I also, uh, you know, Rotten Tomato score, 39% or lower. I would never introduce this movie to any of my kids, um, specifically. Or at, at least, you know, if I show it to my daughters, I'd be like, look, you see these clues? All right, this is right. the type of guy you want to stay away from just because they're everywhere. They really are. And yeah. I think this is a good example to kind of be like, well, this is where people thought stuff, you know, this type of behavior was okay. And honey, it is not. So learn from this. Um, that, that would be the only way I'd show, showed my girls this is as an example. This is not the best the men could get. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That was good. <laughs> Topical. I like it. Yeah, I try to stay current. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just, you know, uh, another reason you're on the show. Um, but this movie, not a lot of particularly good performances. I think Rachel Lee Cook was, she did the best with what she's given. I think Usher is terrible in here. Like, why did you get Usher for this? You know what I mean? Like, why, why could why? it What's have been Preston, maybe? If you want to go with a trope like that, where like, oh, the black guy's got the rhythm, so he's a DJ. I don't know. Right. I don't right. know. But, you know, nobody really, you're right. Not even Gabrielle Union, which we know is a good act, you know, can definitely carry some stuff, you know. Yeah. She she was good. She was good. But, you know, again. But again, what are you you given? Yeah. What are you given, you know? No Asian characters. So already a thumbs down for me. California, (laughs) California barely has any Asian people. You know, that's that's probably barely. So they have they have probably more basements than Asian people in California. (laughs) Probably. You know, not even the Latinx character in here. I don't believe you. That too. There's not that many there. Also, I can attest to that. I left California, and now it's like just two of them. They, they yeah. all left with you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's just like two left. Exactly. Left. Exactly. Yeah. They're like the ones leaving. Let's go. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I this was a lot of fun. I hope we didn't, you know, hurt anybody's feelings. And if we did, you probably deserved it. You know, for liking this movie. Oh, wow. I. Nobody should like this movie. That's a good point, though. Hey, the Rotten Tomatoes have anything to say? That's too many people liking this movie. I mean, the, yes. I would like to think that it was because Pretty Prince Jr. That's 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 pretty much that's the reason why. Yeah, um, and and I, me I giving understand. my unbiased opinion, um, I would say 
no, do not. This movie is not worth it's a like, don't bother watching it again. or a recommendation. Yeah, if you watched it before and you don't remember because you haven't seen it since 1999, don't bother. It's okay. Yeah, yeah all right. I'm not missing anything. You're doing okay without watching this again. You know what? Go watch Butterfly Effect. There if you, you haven't go. seen that in a um, long time, go do that. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 friend the friend whose name is Jesse Jackson. Uh, I don't have the um, was it Eldon Hansen. He's much yeah. better in that movie, Butterfly Effect. Go, go back and rewatch that. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I liked him in this. I like that he was kind of the best friend of Lainey in this movie, even though Except he didn't he get failed. a lot. He failed. He failed at her the time. in the end, though. That's the only he, problem. She could have used him the most. He failed miserably. He failed but her I at the end. Him. But I liked him. He failed at that point. But also, he 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 was also like egging her on to date him because ah. well, uh, she, he he's like, yeah, he is one of the smartest you know guys in school. But also, like the whole looks thing, everybody yeah. failed her in this movie. Fail, yeah, fail. Yeah, you're F, right. F is for fail. So I again, was trying. if this is one of your favorite movies, you need better friends to tell you otherwise. But you know what? It, I can I can see how at times people like movies that are terrible, but sure. they know that they're terrible and they understand why. So if you do that, then okay, fine, okay, whatever. Okay. But if you still understand, a crappy movie, if you understand why with this movie. Now, if you feel like Brock is the best character because you are Brock, then you have failed. Yes, you have failed. Damn. You or, have failed if, if, or if you're a dean, then yeah, right. there you go. That yep, pretty exactly. much speaks for yourself. If you're mad at this movie because Dean didn't get to have sex with Lainey forcefully or whatever, you then, you're, then you're failed. You have failed. You if, have failed, if, yes. If you feel bad for Dean losing out on that money for the hotel room, then you have failed. You have failed. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. All those things are... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Should we so, end this right yeah, now? We'll we got to stop it. All stop right, the right. insanity. So, Allegro, where can listeners find your show and interact with you if they want to defend this movie? Ah, then I that would be my first response if you're defending this movie is oh, that's have darling. <laughs> that's <laughs> All right. darling. Yeah, or try to find the <laughs> gif, the gif of Taylor going, "Oh, that's cute." Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I can be found in the group, uh, Cortemp Arts Podcast group in Facebook. That's probably where I'm the most interactive. I, too, have a, a Twitter account, and that is color underscore history of. Um, please leave me comments. I would love to hear feedback in regards to uh, history of color. Positive feedback. Um, sorry, not positive feedback. Um, uh, constructive constructive feedback meaning give me details about why you liked or didn't like or what could be done better or who you would want us to talk about things like that be specific um i don't mind getting constructive criticism i have pretty strong feelings so um Anyway, but if you want to do that, you can do that on Twitter. Again, color underscore history of. Um, and those are the two main places that I can be contacted at. Um, and not only do Mariano and I do history of color, but we do a lot of um, TV My Brain episodes. And that also can be found on com. So hit that up and you'll see all the stuff that's available under that Cortemp Arts umbrella. And I can be I can be found also on the Core Ten Parts podcast group on Facebook, and uh, on Twitter I'm at Papa Elefante. That's at P A P A E L E F A N T E. And I can tell you why this movie is not all that. 
<laughs> right. Nice. All righty then, which might be a clue into our next movie, but uh, something hopefully we can enjoy a little bit more. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Potstalgic. Want to thank you guys for checking out this uh, this episode and. If you have not yet done so, please uh, consider taking a couple minutes to leave a review, and please hit subscribe. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Kiss me out of the bearded barley nightly beside the green green grass. Swing, swing, swing the spinning step. You wear those shoes, and I will wear that dress. Oh. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.